Welcome to the Genuine Contact Way podcast, where we are celebrating the Genuine Contact Way of working. For the past 20 plus years, people from all over the world have been learning to work the Genuine Contact Way and have been making huge impact supporting organizations to become highly successful in an atmosphere of constant change. My name is Anna Caroline, and I'm together here with Doris Gottlieb, and together we are hosting this Genuine Contact Way podcast. We are part of the global Genuine Contact membership organization, and as co-owners, we are dedicated to this way of working for many years. One of the benefits of this membership organization is that all members are invited to deepen their learning and mentor one another on an ongoing basis. During this podcast, we'll talk with members, asking them how they apply the genuine contact way of working within their different cultural contexts and work environment. And together with them, we'll explore the key beliefs and concepts of the genuine contact approach to find out what difference they make in their professional, practical and daily life. And we are very excited to share these conversations with you. And with that, I'm handing over to you, Doris, to introduce our guest today. Yes, thank you, Anna Carolina, and I'm very happy today to present our guest. Her name is Marielle Kaupers, and she is Dutch, and she's living in Utrecht, the Netherlands, near Utrecht in the Netherlands. And currently, she works out of her own organization, which is called Marielle Kaupers, Consultancy for Personal, Professional, and Community Development. Marielle has been a genuine contact trainer since 2017, and she's a blue member of the Genuine Contact Organization. And she has a, a long career before she got here of work in many, many different places. And I wanted to highlight a few. She started or she's worked as a, in the public sector as a social policy researcher and advisor and consultant, specializing in the care sector. She also has um, been an owner of a yoga school here in the Netherlands, which had taught yoga teachers. And she's also been uh, learning in uh, many, many, many different contexts over the years. And she is, as I said, currently working out of her own consultancy. And it's just a pleasure to have her here to speak to her more about her work and her life and her learning journey. So I hand back over to you, Anna Carolina. Great. And that's also where we want to start. Hey, Marielle, great to have you here and yeah, to ask you, what was your entry point to learning genuine contact or how did you get here? What attracted you? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for your introduction, uh, Anna Carolina and Doris. And uh, thank you for having me. Um, I am very enthusiastic about the genuine contact way of working and I'm looking forward to talk about it with you. And what got me uh, into the genuine contact program is that I worked with Doris um, in 2014 and she organized a very nice meeting that uh, felt also very nice. And we got great reviews from the people who participated in that meeting. It was about mental well-being and how can you make that part of uh, taking care of people. 
And I decided to do a workshop of the Genuine Contact program because I felt my energy was not flowing anymore in my work. I felt too much like uh, uh, only working with my head and I missed also working with my body, with spirit. Um, so that's how it all started with a workshop, a whole person process facilitation in the Netherlands. Great. And then together, we have all had the privilege to um, learn and take several workshops together. Um, Doris and I as your trainers together with others. And there has been a lot of fun. And um, yeah, you just mentioned this longing for bringing the wholeness of the person into the workspace. And uh, when you took whole person process facilitation and the other workshops of the Genuine Contact program uh, in our conversation before you, yeah, we spoke about how important it is uh, not only to work from our mind, but also include this uh, somehow a little bit intangible spirit aspect of um, all of us and also in nature. And so I don't really know what question to ask about it, but maybe you can say um, why you feel spirit is important, what spirit means for you or anything uh, that hopefully sparks something for you to share about that. Yeah, what does spirit mean to me? That's a really uh, broad question, Anna Carolina. Um, and it means everything to me. And still, I can't say what it is. So it also keeps me curious and on a quest. Um, I think it makes um, my being here on Earth um, human, <laughs> alive. Without spirit, um, nothing happens. And yeah, that's also what I like about the genuine contact way of working and this holistic way of working that there is a, um, there's a wholeness in the approach and also uh, working consciously with the interconnectedness of all the different parts like spirit and mind and body. Um, While well, at the same time also doing strategic planning and uh, organizational development. And, right, yeah. so mm. you can also work on structures and then include all the other parts. And that was for me very um, much a relief actually mm. <laughs> to find out that it is possible to do it because for me, it was more separated. Maybe you can say something also about that because as, you, as we're speaking, this obviously wasn't just that you met Genuine Contact and had an epiphany, oh, it's possible to do this, but you've been on a quest to understand this connectedness um, it sounds like, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about that kind of the quest, like what, what, what is it that so interests you about bringing everything together? How did you start learning about that? Yeah, I, I wonder for myself and also for people around me, how can your, your life be good in a broad sense? And for me, that means to have a good relationship with myself, a good relationship with others uh, who are close to me, but also in, in the society, and also to have a good relationship with nature. And I guess 
I have been trying to find out what that means all my life. And so I first learned more about communities and then more about individuals. Um, and genuine contact brought me also further into nature connection. And I guess this quest will go on uh, all of my life. Um, and what I, I hope while I'm being on this journey that I can share what I learn and so support other people and organizations with it. Yeah, and I think um, there's something about how you're sharing or how you're learning together with other people that's really, really interesting. So maybe you could say something. How have you been sharing some of this learning with others? Like what kind of impact has this made on the work that you've been doing using the genuine contact approach? Since I use the genuine contact approach, I think I get more enthusiastic uh, feedback. Like, oh, I feel so alive after meeting. Or, oh, we solved this conflict without damaging our relation. Um, I have, I've, do, I've done some mediation also uh, last year and I, I used several tools of the genuine contact way of working. And I realized myself that it would take the time it needed. So I didn't put pressure on it. And I could use the, the the trust in the genuine contact community that the tools and the approach really work. So I, I, I found this certainty in myself with the support of the community. And I think that was felt with the people I worked with in this solving this conflict. And at the end, it somehow found its way. And uh, we found ways to, to work with it and are still in very good relationship with each other. Um, so that's one example of, um, yeah, how it works for me. It's a beautiful story. And I think not so uh, often a guarantee that when you go into conflict or that when you have a conflict that you can come out whole, everybody whole and nobody's losing and some people winning everybody feeling whole and respected and continuing a relationship that is the most beautiful I think um, in our life to experience that and that makes us grow and mature even more as human beings with each other when you spoke about um, your confidence in the tools I can really connect to that um, I'm working with the genuine contact approach for 10 years and I feel each year I am continuously feeling more confident in the application of everything uh, because we work together in our mentoring circles and in our working groups and apply the tools. And also I hear stories from wonderful colleagues like you Uh, that give me examples of what to do in conflict situations or other situations. And yeah, you mentioned that also in, in the intro that you value this ongoing learning. And yeah, so do I. What maybe you can share a little bit from your perspective, what places you find in 
the genuine contact community to learn and which one you value, especially and where you invest your energy and time? Yeah, that, that changes uh, or that has changed over the years. First, like we talked about, uh, I, I started with workshops and then I also um, noticed that it was very nice that there were follow-up meetings <laughs> from these workshops. And then later on, I found out this possibility of the mentoring circles that where everybody who takes a certain workshop can, can join. So that's online and with an international community. So that deepens my learning all the time and it refreshes also some things, but it, it also always gives something extra um, because of the input of so many different people who, who apply genuine contact in very different ways. Some people are teachers, some people are consultants, some people uh, are directors and some people are, are using genuine content just in their personal life. So that, that's very enriching. I like to think about it like a biodiversity. <laughs> it also works in nature. So also in the genuine content community. Um, I also uh, learned a lot uh, from the face-to-face -face mentoring circle in the Netherlands. There I could ask also my questions about the genuine contact organization. In the beginning, I remember that I was really uh, trying to figure out how, how it worked and what I could do to learn more. Um, so I, I did that and um, I also am with a group of trainers in the Netherlands, finding out, searching on a quest, maybe also on how we can form a hub together and also have a local community where we sometimes can meet face-to-face -face and sometimes online and can just um, meet on very many levels. Uh, like sometimes it feels like friendship and sometimes it feel like, feels like collaboration. And sometimes it feels like, hey, I, I need a consultant, a shadow consultant for what I'm doing. And then um, last month, I also am I'm active as a team member of the strategic refresh of the general contact organization. And that's a whole different way of learning. Can you say some more about yeah. that? Because that's a great. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's because it's very like in, a, in the mentoring circle, you just learn what you learn and, and there doesn't have to be a certain result. But the strategic refresh team needs to uh, present a strategic refresh. <laughs> so it, it's more result oriented. And uh, we form a new team. I think I met most of the people before, but I didn't work together on a project. Um, and at the same time, we have this assignment and we feel this responsibility to, to bring something good into the community. So it put, puts more pressure on it, I guess. Uh, and still, we don't want to feel this pressure. So it's really learning by doing to be on this team and to use the tools in a very concrete way. Um, yeah, in, in a certain time period. Mm. And we are almost near the end now. And it's, it's a very nice adventure. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm on that team too. And I love this way of learning through action. And uh, I was just wondering, Doris, as you are the sponsor for the strategic planning refresh in your role as a leadership team member, uh, can you give a little bit of context? Why is it not just a strategic plan? What is a strategic refresh? And uh, what is it here to do if people are curious? And also just to give a little bit of context what this is. Sure. Um, first of all, I think it very much connects with what Mariella, you were saying about finding connections um, and also that spirit is very important at the same time that practical things are important. And I'm just saying that because within Genuine Contact, we're intending to work as a strategy focused organization. And that means that our strategy that we develop together with all of our community is something that's going to hold us and carry us into the future together as a way of connection, which isn't always the way strategy is experienced, although I think it's its intention in many organizations. So, this, so Genuine Contact had a strategic plan starting in 2012. And over the years, we've actually fulfilled that plan And we decided to refresh that plan and we always work using our own tools. So there's a way to do strategy within Genuine Contact that involves the whole community. So there were some large system, large scale meetings. And there's a way to do it where we're hoping that what comes out is something that um, is part of the spirit of the community and not as well as giving us really good concrete ideas of how to move forward. So what we've been doing over the last, um, I think it's about six months, is composing this team. And no, it's not six months, it's like four months, excuse my, it's, this time everything feels longer, but we've been composing the team. We had large system meetings. We gather that data of what the collective intelligence of the organization or even the spirit of the organization wants to happen. And we're putting that into very concrete steps so that everybody knows how they can contribute. So that's what it is. And we put together a group who said they showed up and said, I really want to be part of this strategic plan refresh team. And all of a sudden, Mariela and Anna Carolina and several other people came onto that team. And we've been working with that. So it's really been an applied learning and it actually has consequences for our organization. This is the strategy we will be using when it's been approved. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about that. And uh, I, I don't know, Mariela, well, I, I, I do have some questions, but maybe I'll, I'll stop talking for now and see if there's something you all want to say um, about it. But I have found it a fascinating process of... Um, also of connecting the, let's say, spirit and energy of an organization to actual practical steps in the, in the real world. And I thought that was something interesting, Marielle, in our conversation, that that was something that drove you in your learning journey in life, like how to be a human also in business, how to be connected to, that it's all connected. So I don't really have a question. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, thank you, Dor. I, I was just thinking about that, that actually my participation in this uh, team um, is um, working out in the way that how my uh, quest within genuine contact started. I, I want to be more human. 
and stay creative while working in, in a system and in a structure. And now we are finding out how, how you can do that to, to have that both in, in your work. And um, yeah, that's, um, uh, it is learning by doing, like I mentioned, it's walk the talk, it's practice what you preach, <laughs> all of that. So it's also real life. It's, it's not always going uh, smooth and we sometimes need a break. And, but it's, it's progressing and spirit stays there. That's really what I notice and that makes me really happy. And I think it can be a good example to bring further into the world, also in my future um, work. Yeah. And also I feel in this process, as we are um, co-leading it and co-creating it, we also have an opportunity to heal our not so helpful assumptions, maybe about strategic planning, about organizations, about leadership, about finances about strategic plans about milestones about structures about so many things that organizations have and need to be effective and i find this um, whole project very helpful to grow yeah but i'm really curious doris you said you have lots of questions so um please go ahead Maybe we have been sidetracked a little bit by this conversation about the strategic refresh, but it was nice. Thank you. Um, no, I, I, I also think this idea of this healing journey, like working with healing journeys when you're working in organizations is, is important. And I just, my mind came up with lots of thoughts about that. And I, when I'm listening to you, Mariela, and I know your background and I know that You've also studied, um, and I forgot to mention that in the introduction, but that part of your study was in something that um, in Dutch is very special. It's called humanistique. And uh, the best translation that we had about this is that it's, um, it's a study that aims to create a better world by also creating connection between philosophy, theology, which is a humanistic kind of theology sociology and psychology and that those connections come together and you had mentioned to us that th there's a there's the the way that this is practically applied to organizations was fascinating to you in genuine contact that that finding ways to bring in connection finding ways to have spirit that it's there's something specific about doing that in organizations that was special and i would love to hear more about that like how is the how do you experience genuine contact supporting people to bring together these connections of these very many different aspects in organizations if that makes sense yeah i well i was very um inspired by this study uh, of humanistic And it was more focused on a one-to-one -one relationship with people and talk about meaning of life. And if, if you uh, lose your meaning of life at a certain moment because something happens, um, how, how can one human be a real human to another? 
So not try to heal or solve, but just be there and um, offer your humanness. And that asks for a lot of acceptance of the situation of the person. It asks not to judge. Uh, it asks for um, not wanting to go too fast or to say, oh, okay, we are going to have five meetings and then at the end, you know, you'll be happy again. Um, and I found that a very nice way of um, supporting people. So you're not solving anything, but you kind of create conditions so people can find their own way. And I would love to do that also in organizations. And I think German Contact, um, or I, I, when I met Genuine Contact, I had this intuition, like, ah, I think this is going to help me to also um, work in this way in an organization or with an organization. While we live in a time that most of the times things have to go very fast within certain time limits, uh, according to certain uh, plans that are very strict. So there's a lot of structure and pressure and genuine contact um, with tools and the processes help me to work in a more relaxed way. I don't know if that answers your question because I forgot yeah. a little bit <laughs> the focus. So please uh, ask me yeah. more. No, I, I liked, I, for me very much when you were speaking, it reminded me of the importance of there's a, in one-on-one -on -one connection, there, there are many, many tools to, to work in this way and people, there's beauty that's there, but working together in organizations to also create that space is important. It's what also attracted me to genuine contact and part of what I think it's about is about acknowledging spirit and acknowledging the connections. And when you were speaking that, you know, that's what I kind of understood. And that's what I was resonating with for myself. That's the piece that's most important to me that in an organization with a group of people, it is possible to also um, all be human and at the same time also be working together and, um, but there need to be tools, there need to be processes that support that. Yeah, and, and while you were speaking, I was thinking, um, because in, in human one-to-one -one interaction, I really like it when there's not too many tools. And certainly that the tools stay tools and not uh, goals. And I was looking for that in organizations. And I think the genuine contact tools are tools that are not tools. They, they uh, help you to hold the space and to give trust to organizations and to um, uh, kind of spark something that an organization finds its own way. Like, like one of the beliefs is that every organization uh, has its own blueprint. Um, so it, it, it helps organizations to get access to this blueprint so this flow of energy can um, can come up and and that's what I like because um, my experience with a lot of methodology is that it's very um, strict or it, it, it takes the forefront while it should 
stay at, uh, at the back end. And sometimes in my own mind, I feel like the what we use and we call tools in genuine contact or multi-purpose tools, they're more like just templates. They're templates where people can create understanding. And in a way, they're empty. They're so simple. They're empty and you can fill them with many, many things and they give meaning because of the way that the way that they're visualized or the way that you see them or the way that they work. So I, I think that's lovely about how you're explaining their tools that are there are minimal amount of tools, even yeah. though they're tools. Yeah, it reminds me of a story. I was talking with a friend about uh, my next step in my working life and that I, I love so much this topic of the meaning of life and the deeper levels of life. And, um, and, and, and on a personal level. And I also have this uh, passion for organizations and communities and, and, and that, that people have a sense of feeling at home and, and belong. And uh, then I was explaining about the genuine contact way of working. And she said, oh, but isn't that like working with meaning in organizations? <laughs> and I, that was for me like an aha. I hadn't realized that myself, and it made me it made me happy to to look at it that way. Because uh, yeah, you spend people spend oftentimes a lot of hours in organizations, so it's so nice if that can feel uh, uh, meaningful. Yeah, I'm still stuck uh, with the thought I had uh, two minutes ago that I still need to share. <laughs> I love that you said, you know, that the tools are not so much in the forefront. I um, And that, Doris, you said there's something like templates. And it reminds me of a conversation I once had with Ward Williams, the co-founder of the Genuine Contact Program. And he said about structures, but somehow I... I like that image anyway for our conversation here, that structures should be in the background. Like imagine you have a tomato plant, you have the structure to hold the tomato plant up or to strengthen the tomato plant, but the tomato plant doesn't have to grow in the structure of what is holding it. So I think the tools that we use are not to fulfill the tools and they don't take like, oh, today we use this tool and la, 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 la. Here's the whole story about the tool. We, of course, give context to the tools that we use, but um, they're just there to give more clarity for the next step to uh, maybe even <laughs> yeah, arrive more at what does it tell us about our organization where we are. So always helping to get grounded and to get present in the moment and you said that too that they give space for a conversation they give space for insight they give space for understanding each other they take away um energy blockages i find often um if you're familiar with any of the tools imagine you know you just bring the organizational life cycle and you ask where is this project where is this organization and then you look at it and you uh, identify oh we're just in the a toddler phase or we are already at peak or we are in bureaucracy uh, sorry i'm hope i'm not speaking uh, like a foreign language to you right now but it's a cool tool check it out um uh, <laughs> and then there's reference there's language there's clarity 
there is learning. So yeah, I still had that insight about our conversations about the GC tools and how they really are um, not in so much in the forefront, but actually just there as a container for learning or as a catalyst for learning probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah while you were speaking, then I thought, oh yes, um, uh, before I um, took uh, genuine contact workshops, I, I stepped into uh, deep in my yoga practice that uh, eventually lead to being a co-owner of this teacher training. And um, in, in, you can also compare this to doing yoga with organizations. And uh, for me, yoga is certainly that you know your structure, you need your bones <laughs> to stand upright or to sit up or to lay down also in, in, a, uh, in, a, in a line. And then you need to, uh, to, to have a, a certain uh, post posture. Um, it's, you only need certain mus muscles. And if you are a beginner in, in yoga practice, you oftentimes uh, contract all your muscles to stand in a certain posture. So it's about learning, okay, while you're standing, you have to like use your uh, belly muscles but you can just relax your face and smile and you can still breathe. <laughs> you don't have to hold your breath. So I can also see that happen in organizations. There's a lot of tension often in all departments, while it would be nicer if there was tension in one and the rest could relax and support. Uh, so it, it, it also helps me to think in those kinds of uh, metaphors. Thank you for that metaphor. I'm just, I'm sitting here. I just think that's, that's brilliant. It's a beautiful metaphor about what I experience happens when I work with organizations in genuine contact. And it also reminds me because yoga is a practice that you do for the rest of your life. And some days you wake up and you can hold that balance and some days you can't. And some days it's easy and flowing and some days it's not. And you constantly come back and you have the same things that you come back to. And through that, in that practice, there's like a constant evolution and development. Um, and at least that's how I understand it. And I think that's also something within organizations that making a yoga metaphor for organizations is a reminder. Because I think often when I work with organizations, people are stuck in the it has to go here and here and then it's done and then we're finished and we put it away and we now we all have mastered this. And that's never the way it works, yes. Yes, and that also reminds me of another important element I uh, notice in the genuine contact way of working. And uh, that's time for silence, time to reflect. And that also, for me, I can also compare that with yoga. Um, uh, after you, and the posture, it's always very nice to stand still or to lay down or to sit still and notice in your body, where can I feel the movement within my body because of the posture I made. So you let it integrate. And that helps the system to be in a constant flow. So this time to reflect on what are we actually doing <laughs> and how does it feel and where do we stand now? It's also very important. And that's, I, I find it is, is kind of naturally included in the genuine contact way of working. Like if, if you start a meeting, 
uh, and you give everybody time to talk and other people are not supposed to immediately react, that gives a certain uh, rest in, in, in the activity. And I, I enjoy that every time. And here we are taking a step of silence or like a breath together. Uh, I uh, my yoga um, going to yoga classes is a while back, but uh, I remember this in Tadasana, and then you stand there. And Tadasana, I don't know if that's correct, and if you use that, but let's say in this standing or lying posture, which, which might be the easiest considered from the outside, actually often yoga teachers say that's the most difficult. And maybe those moments of silence, and sorry that I didn't make the silence longer right now, uh, but I know we can all enjoy silence together with the three of us and also in big groups with 100 people or 30 people or 60 people or 800 people, we can have those moments of silence uh, with ease. Um, that is something that uh, is really not so common in our world right now and in organizations and really something that we practice. And when I have given trainings, um, often people take that as their first takeaway. Oh yeah, and then I allow it for silence. And that's just really what stands out. And, um, and I remember one of my uh, participants, he said, yeah, I just thought of you. And then I just was breathing and I didn't do anything. And uh, yeah, that, that is really a yoga to practice when you are a leader, not to react, not to step always in, not to create speedy Gonzales or speed constantly, but to slow down people and to create space for learning and growing and finding solutions on complex issues and for that of course we all need uh, the big capacity of our brains and hearts and minds and spirit to give us the creativity and in order to tap into that um, knowledge and inner wisdom and innovation and creativity we need to pause I believe and uh, yeah so all of what you said reminds me of that Looking at the time, I feel like maybe we're at the closing, but maybe Doris, you have a burning question before we come to the end or Maya, you feel like, oh, there's something I want to share. We have a closing circle anyway, but uh, before we come to the closing circle, anything you'd like to share, just go ahead or let me know that we are at the closing circle. Yeah, for me, there's, there's, again, there's many things, there are many pathways and avenues that we could go down at this moment. And I think it's also good for a closing circle. I think there is one thing that I find really interesting just about this particular conversation. And that is the, as I continue thinking about this yoga metaphor and of the organization as an organism and of that organization learning to come into balance and which muscles to, to use and how to flow. Um, one of the things that keeps coming back to me, which I think you had mentioned, Marielle, is like this constant quest and curiosity 
that's part of those practices of yoga and of many also other kinds of practices that include spirit is there's a need for constant curiosity or a development of constant curiosity, where am I right now, without necessarily having to change something or go somewhere new. And that's what just keeps coming up for me also in how I'm experiencing right now the conversation of I'm constantly getting more curious, there's more that we can discuss. And, um, and how interesting that is and how three dimensional that makes also work in organizations or multidimensional, maybe there are more than three that I experience, you know. Um, and that's what I personally love about the work that I do both in organizations, but also in the genuine contact organization and to go back to like in such a strategic planning uh, refresh with people who are very involved in such a method to come back and still have to have constant curiosity about what it is that's happening and constant depth. So that's, and that's how I that's something that I feel is a gift and it's been a gift so far in our conversation that it's reminding me about that. So that's just a comment that I wanted to make before the closing, because it was very much on my mind as we've been speaking. Yeah. And um, um, this curiosity, uh, I, I always like the word wonder also. And when you are, um, when you have like this a life question uh, and, and you start to look for meaning, start to look for an answer, I learned that uh, there's never a point. It's always a comma. Uh, and I uh, also like to think about this conversation as in, the, in that way. That it's not a point, it's a comma and it will continue, continue somewhere else. Or in different places that's for sure yes so oh i'm smiling we are at the end and feels a little bit like you all have said your closing words um maybe i check in with myself what did i appreciate especially about our conversation today I just appreciate you, Marielle. Uh, it's wonderful to know you. Thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with us. And um, thank you for the comma. I'm looking forward to uh, the next conversation and the next comma. And uh, I have absolutely enjoyed this. And over to you, Doris, and then to Marielle for our closing circle. Sure, that's good. Um, I also just want to say thank you. I, I so deeply enjoy these conversations and looking this time through your lens opens up such a new way of understanding genuine contact for me. And it's interesting because I do know you for some time, but having this conversation has like, it opens up a whole new pathway um, for me of thinking and reflection. And I really appreciate that. And um I'm also taking away the comma and I'm also taking away this image of um, the organizations that I work with involved in a powerful yoga practice together. Um, I think that's a wonderful image to keep in, in my mind. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to speak with you, both of you. And I pass it on to you, Marielle. Yeah, thank you. I also very much appreciate this conversation. And also, Doris, you mentioning the word image, uh, because that's um, the last 
aspect I want to mention. I think we didn't touch on that yet, but using imagination is also very uh, important and brings things to life, at least uh, for me. And that's also something that um, I'm really um, thankful for um, that I encountered that, especially in the workshops with uh, Anna Carolina. <laughs> and um, it's, it's really nice also to give form to the formless in images. And, um, that's my wish for the future, that we continue to do, to do that in the Yemen Contact Organization. Wonderful. So if you, the listener, are curious about our organization, please come to the website genuinecontact.net. And while you're there, you can sign up um, to the newsletter and receive our podcast directly in your inbox. I also want to mention that you can become a free member, a white member. You can also sign up for a paid membership. Uh, which gives you discounts in our um, for all the workshops that are offered in Genuine Contact, really go and check out. And thank you for listening. And uh, we will let you know about the next upcoming podcast. Thank you very much for today. And thank you to both of you. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.